0: You're listening to Music For A While, West Bend's podcast devoted to exploring the wonderful world of music. This podcast began in March of this year, at the beginning of the pandemic, with in-depth and fresh looks at music history, and has evolved into a vehicle through which the artists performing in West Bend's digital concerts at the Barn series can respond to the pandemic's effect on their life as artists. Would you like to support the podcast? A quick and free way to show your support is to leave a review on iTunes, or to share this podcast with fellow music enthusiasts follow or subscribe wherever you are listening to join our West Bend community on this episode Brian Finley is joined on stage at the barn from a safe distance of course by our upcoming digital concert at the barn artist singer-songwriter and Ojibwe drummer Jordan Mowat enjoy music from Jordan his father Dave Mowat and the smoke trail singers throughout this wonderful chat all about Jordan's relationship to music Tune in to YouTube or our digital venue, www.westbendigitalvenue.ca, on November 21st at 7 o'clock to enjoy the premiere of Jordan's digital concert. This episode is made possible through the support of our episode sponsor, Bennett's Home Furnishings, and our galaxy sponsor, Finley & Associates. Be sure to visit westbend.ca slash sponsors to learn all about our other community partners. On this episode, the beginning is a sneak peek of Jordan's upcoming digital concert at the Barn. Enjoy.
1: Hello folks, my name is Jordan Mowat. I'd just like to give a big thank you to West Bend Theatre and uh, for giving me this opportunity to uh, come in and share some songs for everybody. And uh, this first song here is called The Start Over.
2: Never thought this was how we would end. I guess I just never ever thought of it. Cause now we're both left with things unsaid. I guess we just never ever thought of this. Let's see how long we can stay apart this time
3: around I never thought I'd... Jordan Moit and I are sitting in the barn and Jordan's just performed a beautiful afternoon of music here that's going to be on digital concerts at the barn Jordan
1: welcome Thank you for having me. It's always oh, a pleasure man. being here.
3: It's just beautiful hearing your voice fill this barn again. Thank What's it you. like
1: to be back in the barn? Oh, man. it's uh, Honestly, um, I remember coming here as a kid. And I think the, my very first experience here was, uh, I believe you guys did Cinderella. And I want to say maybe 2002.
3: Yeah, it was somewhere back there. Somewhere That's back true. there. Yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, I just uh, I always loved this place. And um, the very first time I got to perform here... Um, for the, uh, I believe it was the Canada Canada game. celebration Canada day. Canada yeah. Celebration. yeah, You and, and your dad were here. It was yeah. fantastic. And uh, it, it just feels awesome. Every chance, every opportunity you guys uh, give me, I'm really thankful. Well, for it's it.
3: just it's so great to have you here. But those particular times when you were here, especially when you performed, the place was packed with people. Yeah. So a little different today. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little
1: different, but just just as beautiful.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, what do you feel like? What's it feel like performing in a place without people in it?
1: Um, I don't want to say that I'm used to it, but, uh, <laughs> um, I've, I've had my fair share of, you know, of, of quieter play, games. Qu- yeah. <laughs> playing in front of an empty room, if you want to say it like that. But, um, for this occasion, especially, you know, this one's acceptable because there's not much we can do about it. But even if it, uh, even if there was just 15 people here, just the fact that I was able to play at the barn is, is something that, you know, I'll be able to have well, under my belt and
3: well i tell you people peck away at me to get you to come here bro. so <laughs> so we'll have you back when people can come and, and I, hear you too we're really looking forward to that yeah. um you're a fascinating musician how do you describe yourself as a musician
1: hmm. that's um it's difficult for me to kind of explain that because um when i was young like that was something i wanted to do for the rest of my life as a career and uh but as I grew older, I knew that I always needed a Plan B. Um, but now, as a you know, as a musician, it, it's uh, you know I'm, I don't have a specific genre of music that I write when it comes to you know acoustic songs. It's kind of just whatever whatever comes out of my mouth or whatever comes off the guitar. That's the type of song it is. Well, so
3: you're so you're an Ojibwe drummer. Yeah, and you're a singer-songwriter. Yeah. And it's amazing to my ear, those things sound like they could be miles apart and stylistically they're quite far apart, but you have a real vibe that goes through both those things that you can, you can sense there's a, there's a wonderful connection with it. It's just, it's just great. What was your early music musical thing? Like you grew up in Alderville?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Alderville first nation is, is where I'm from and you know, it's where my dad's from. And, uh, ever since I was young I was always just surrounded by music you know yeah. my dad being a musician himself and uh, you know I was immersed uh, around the blues you know right. the Mississippi blues and my dad always talking to me about uh, guys like Howlin' Wolf and Hubert Sumlin and Sunnyland Slim and you know those were the names that I knew growing up and then uh, you know you hear the new blues music now like people like Joe Bonamassa who's Somebody I don't really know.
3: Yeah.
1: And, uh, but uh, music was always something that I heard, and my first musical experience was actually at the park in Campbellford.
3: Oh, really? Um, yeah.
1: And uh, I remember my dad was playing with this old man, I think it was Stone Angel at the time. Right. And uh, he was doing a solo number, and there was the drum kit, and I believe Ken Leighton was the drummer. And I was slowly making my way to the drum kit, and I must have <laughs> been maybe six years old. This is 20 years ago, or almost 20 years ago. And, uh, they encouraged me to get on the kit, and there I was playing the drums with my dad. And ever since that time, that's what uh, sparked my interest.
4: wrong that's the kind of girl you can never find at home
2: come see me early in the morning
4: baby father me good day
3: part of the uh, the drum circle too at uh, yeah. the smoke trail cigarettes yes yes yeah.
1: so they were my mentors uh, Bruce smoke and uh, I was first introduced to them when I was I'm gonna say 12 years old and
3: uh, and what was that like so as a 12 year old you invited into the circle and
1: yeah so th- that was when we were getting our youth drum going right so there was me and maybe I'm gonna see 10 other ten other boys right and we started out as a big group and um, I didn't sing at first but you know I was doing the beat because I was a drummer by then playing the drum kit, so I always had rhythm. Hmm. And then the singing came afterwards. You know, it started off as humming and then singing uh, quietly and then just going for it. Yeah. And then uh, by the time that I was 13, um, I was traveling with Smoke Child. You know, they kind of took me under their wing and took me to all these powwows and I'm thankful for them, for the things that they taught me. And Great. yeah.
3: do a lot of powwow? I do yeah.
1: every every summer right. except for, except for this summer obviously but right. Uh, right. ever since then you know I've 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 been on the powow trail yeah and that's almost 14 years now I guess yeah and uh been to the coolest places now Um, am uh, you know like Mandarin North Dakota and Rocky Boy Montana um, all over Turtle Island as we say or yeah. North America right of course yeah, yeah.
3: Um, and what about your singer-songwriting career? Like, that sort of grew up alongside this? Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> so it, I didn't really actually start getting serious about it until maybe a couple of years ago, really. Um, before, it was mostly just like a hobby thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but now it's something that, uh, you know, that interest really came back to where I would like to be able to travel the world and, you know, play music in front of hundreds of people. And... Um, it's even though the pandemic's kind of put performing in front of people on hold, it's been giving me the time to really hone on my skills and, and, and develop more skills and to work on my songwriting and yeah. not just that, but to actually write more songs.
3: Right, yeah. yeah. Do you find your your culture influences your singer songwriting?
2: Um
3: I wouldn't
1: necessarily it
3: influences my
1: songwriting, but um, it definitely helps with my vocal development, mm, Yeah. Um, so a lot of people ask like how do we sing that way and uh, just like how in uh, contemporary singing, if that's what you want to uh, compare it to, um, you know, sing from our diaphragm right. or there's three different voices, right? You got your chest voice and then there's your head voice and then uh, one thing we're taught not to do is to sing from our throat right. or from our nose. Right. So we were always taught to sing from our diaphragm. Yeah. So that's uh, it's singing around the drum or in the drum circles really helped me develop my, my voice.
3: sound it's just so connected to the body it's just mm-hmm. a, an amazing thing yeah. and the range is outstanding as well too yeah
1: it I never used to be able to you know hit those octaves or hit right. that range it's you know just like anything else you got to practice every day yeah, and yeah for sure even to this day I, I sing almost every day
3: yeah good stuff well you um uh you're more than a musician as well, too. What else goes on in your life? Yeah, so
1: um, aside from being a musician, I'm a father of two beautiful children. Uh, and, uh, you know, me and my fiancé, we welcomed our first child three years ago, and then we just welcomed our daughter two months ago. Ah, congratulations. Yeah. And uh, I'm also an Indigenous support worker with the Sudbury Catholic District School Board. So, um, and that's something that I, I knew I always wanted to continue to work with youth in a school
2: board, right,
1: so that was something that kind of
3: was that, what's that job look like
1: um, so the purpose of that job is uh, to give these children indigenous children a sense of pride um, to uh, you know, teach them about the culture and uh, to be you know about hand drumming, about the drum so I the first two years I, I developed a program um, and I went to every elementary school within the school board and they would each have me for uh, five weeks, and I would do my program, which I called the Wind Spirit Leadership and Learning Program, or uh, WHISTLE for short. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then uh, last, or this year, or yeah, last year, sorry, um, they, uh, they were gonna have me for two weeks at a time, so then that way I was gonna be able to develop a better relationship with the students and the teachers and staff, and then, uh, then I got put into a high school, so now my roles changed. I'm, I'm still an Indigenous support worker, but I'm more um, kind of like a, a counselor, counsel right. kids that need it, and give that one-on-one support now, right. which I also enjoy. Right. But I can also uh, implement my
3: programming. Well, you must find quite a uh, quite a range of. Of uh, circumstances, with working with different generations. Yeah. So like with from, like, what are they, what are little little children? What are they interested in? Like, when, for example, when you show them your drum. What yeah. Do
1: they they, uh, they don't know what to expect when they see it, and especially the non-native kids, uh, they really don't know what to. So expect. You work with non-native yeah. kids as well yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I made sure that uh, all the principals knew, and even my boss knew that. I was gonna be working with the non-native kids as well. I'm open to working with everybody. And, uh, you know, not to say that they're not as well, but our main focus is to, you know, support indigenous children. Right. But a lot of the times, you know, those child and youth workers don't have all the time to take in a lot of kids. So some of them come to me and, um, but uh, a lot of them, once they hear that drum and hear me sing, they they get connected to it. And it's amazing.
3: Well, I got to tell you, the first time I heard you play, it was a revelation for me. Mm-hmm. It was just a, this was some of the most exciting music I had never heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, real life up close, and it was just, so, it was something that just went right through my body, and I just, it was so, so exciting, and mm-hmm. I just, I'm so in awe of it. I think it's just fantastic.
1: And the reason for that is because the word that we have for drum, we say, day we gun. And uh, the root word in there is Ode, which in Ojibwe means heart.
3: Mm.
1: So the way that people connect that word is like, and how that drum sounds, it sounds like a heartbeat. And so when our mothers carry us for the nine months, that's what we're hearing all the time is her heartbeat. And so it connects us to the heartbeat of Mother Earth. Our words are very descriptive for, you know, for that purpose. Right. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's fantastic. And do you teach drumming as well, too? Though? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So I taught drumming in the past my first year, and then uh, it was kind of a bit difficult because there was just like 15 kids that wanted to be a part of it, but I can't teach 15 kids yeah. at a time. You can imagine the uh, how rowdy it would have been, but I gave them that opportunity for them to learn, and you know, a lot of them took interest in it. Which was, was great. Like,
3: yeah. Do you yeah. teach non-indigenous kids? Like, yeah, drumming as well. As yeah, as well? yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, how do you? What's that like as an experience?
1: It's uh, you know, it's just like, it's just like teaching indigenous kids. You know, they I I tell them as soon as they come in, I said, okay, well, you're here to learn. You gotta be respectful, and uh, that's what they would do. Fantastic. And it kind of just blew me away. <laughs> yeah. Kids, but, though, you know, yeah, yeah. they're
3: so great, it could be so great if you catch them early enough. Yeah, well, so then, what when you move through up into high school, what sort of things are you finding in high school that are can you still use music to, yeah, connect so with kids?
1: Yeah, I, I try and use music as much as I can, um, or as much as I could. Um, and it was great because a lot of them would actually come back to me and, and you know, after Christmas and say, I got a guitar. For Christmas because I asked for a guitar oh, or fantastic. I asked for a piano yeah and uh, the main reason I use music is because it, it's it's helped me through yeah. a lot of the you know tough obstacles I've been faced with and uh, to me music is medicine yeah. and uh, you know children can sometimes understand that at a young age right. it's incredible
3: it seems to bypass a lot of words a lot of times yeah you know, and words can get in the way of things so really interesting to connect those feelings mm-hmm. so powwows and so on are quite a part of your life part of a big part of your community life how you interact with people and stuff and with i assume powwows like most everything else have been they've very, been canceled yeah very scattered yeah scattered. And so how's that impacted you what's that feel like
1: it's uh it's definitely different because um Today, I would be coming back home from a powwow, traveling back home. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's uh, it's giving me more time with my family. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Because a lot of the times, they, they don't really travel with me. Usually, it's just me. Um, but uh, same with like, saving on money, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> it can be quite expensive. But um, What you do know, you miss about it? Just the, uh, the intensity, you yeah. know, the, the fire that it ignites inside of you and um, being able to, to see uh, the other singers that I call brothers you know, and uh, other dancers that I call brothers or sisters and um, I guess just the, uh, the good feelings that it, it gives you because powwow for a lot of people helps with their mental health sometimes they need to hear that drum and sometimes they need to dance to to heal yeah so you know there's a lot of people who are going to be struggling with that which worries me and that's why i you know continue to share my round dance songs on social media and that's why we we have a lot of people who are sharing dancing on social media just to and it makes people happy
3: yeah 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 i would encourage people to check you out on Mm, yeah online because there's a lot of you have a lot of fabulous stuff out there which is great thank you um and so for the last four months because uh, we're at the end of july now yeah. when we're doing this recording today um for four months you've been in your basement i suppose yeah so
1: uh, kind of just working on my music in the basement and uh, that i like to call Cinderblock block studios <laughs> and uh studios with an s I yeah, like that. yeah
3: that makes it sounds very
1: and uh Recording my own stuff, um, recording my own round dance c d that's you know' still in the works and um, and I was pretty well working from home since March for the rest of the school year and that was different, but uh, I was really, really anxious as to what you know the government was going to announce if we were going to go back to work, and I was really worried because we just welcomed their daughter in May, so it was nice being able to uh welcome our daughter and
3: play that one safe and play that one safe and be
1: able to work from home and yeah but uh, well the
3: future is uh quite a great unknown at the moment yeah
1: that's that's for sure but you know we we uh we can each do our part i never
2: thought i'd ever introduce myself The very first time I saw you around It took me a little bit to tell you how I felt One of the last times I saw you around I felt weak in my knees. They trampled uncontrollably.
3: So are the kids musical?
1: Nova is a little bit our, he, our son. He, yeah, yeah. And he'll, sometimes he'll pick up my drum and he'll he'll hit it and try and sing a little bit. He'll he's, mostly scream. He's three years old now. It's three years focus. old, yeah. He's got
3: a couple of years before he's six and he plays the drums. Yes. Say, okay, Yeah, just
1: like him. me. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, I mean, it's... Um,
3: but it's so great to grow up with it, you know. Our, yeah. our our children did that too. Just it's just part in the bones, you know. The, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the way music should be. Yeah, wonderful thing. So, in ten years from now, what? Uh, who am I going to be talking to? <laughs> hopefully.
1: Oh man, that's a. Well, ten years I'll be thirty-five, and uh, <laughs> hopefully by then I'm. You'll know what you're doing. <laughs> I'll know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be great. It, oh no, it'd be great to to come back here, and to uh, to be doing this interview again, and to uh, you know, it'd
3: be very interesting to see how the world unfolds. Yeah. and what, what what happens for you? Yeah. And well, well, what I sort guess, of music you'll be writing and yeah. recording and all kinds of stuff and I, performing and.
1: I guess time will tell.
3: You're a happy performer, though, obviously, because you play I, you perform beautifully today. Yeah, so I love it. Yeah.
1: Any chance and especially now that yeah. that you know we were able to get away with this and to do this safely yeah it's, exactly it's still it's still great
3: yeah it is it really is great and there's got to be different ways of doing it that still connect yeah. so mm-hmm. that's what we're hoping to do well thank you so much for for joining us and for for doing that for us and um and your music making today was just sublime as i knew it would be it was just so great to have you well thank you everybody. so thank Appreciate you very much for being here jordan moats been been our guest Nice to have you here, Jordan. Thank you, Brad. Okay. Because
2: I'm starting I'm slowly breaking down. I'm starting to feel like I'm slowly breaking down. I'm
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. A reminder that this is episode 13 of the West Bend podcast. So if you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to jump back into episode one and listen all the way through. The podcast can be found on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you also to Dave Mowat, Jordan Mowat, Bruce Smoke, and the Smoke Trail Singers for all of the music you heard in this episode. Thank you also to Brian Finley and Jordan Mowat for that wonderful conversation. This episode is sponsored by Bennett's Furniture and Mattresses, as well as our Galaxy sponsors, Finley and Associates. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, stay connected with West Bend. Send us an email at westben at or talk to us through Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Remember that our next digital concert at the Barn is on November 21st at 7 o'clock. This can be found on YouTube or on our digital venue, www.westbendigitalvenue.ca. We can't wait to see you there.